0: Should all acquaintance be forgot, I would still remember to say, Hey, everyone. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, (laughs) the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, your bouncing baby new year host.
1: And I'm Colin Parker, the old man that's getting left behind at the end of the year. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers. On this podcast, we're going through the MCU scene by scene in historical quarter until the... <laughs> Sorry, i until the end of time. <laughs> Billy, have, have you ever heard of an MCU? Billy? <laughs> I don't know why, but Billy is my favorite name to say as an old man. Like, to assume that that's my grandson's name, just like, listen up, Billy, when I was your age, we had to watch the MCU uphill both ways. There's a... And there was never... We didn't know if we were going to get to keep Spider-Man for 20 years or not. We thought it might be a one and done. (laughs) And then Tom Holland, he got drunk and he called Kevin Feige and he called the Sony person and he said, I want to be the Spider-Man. And I said, you do that because you're my son, Billy. You're Tom Holland's son. You're not actually related to me, but you're my grandson. There's a... And he's like, please leave me alone.
0: There's a Yellow Card song called Dear Bobby, which has a recurring old man voice talking to someone named bobby and i was like is that person's Mm -hmm. name billy has colin somehow been
1: (laughs) that's funny have i just been yellow card this whole time
0: yeah
1: well listen if i could find you now Mm -hmm. this podcast would Uh get better um no but you know i'm glad that i actually said that out loud because speaking of finding i have a very important note to make before we even jump into everything Because the thing is that you were just mentioning that it is the end of 1931. As far as we're concerned, it's February February of 1931. But as far as the MCU is concerned, it's the end of what happens in the MCU in 1931. However, we are recording this on the 27th of uh, February 2022. By the time this episode's over, it will be the 28th.
0: You got like five minutes left where you are. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no, which is also to say, though, that we are recording this on the last possible day for us to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Netflix. Hi there, everyone. It's Colin Parker of the past, present, future... Or the present whatever listen we always say time is weird here on this show right and it for sure is because this episode is already a byproduct of time being weird you see as we just mentioned we were making a mad dash to finish up 1931 while agents of shield was still on netflix because at the time when they had announced that it was leaving there was no idea as to what was to come Uh, And that's what I've just cut. I've just cut, like, five minutes of us giving speculation as to what to expect in the event that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't show up on, you know, Hulu or Disney Plus in any kind of fashionable time. Um, You know, what to expect for the future episodes, things like that. Uh, And, like, literally two or three days after we recorded this, it became irrelevant as they finally announced that the show was going to be uh, heading over to Disney Plus. And it is. It's already there. I've actually already been watching uh, some episodes again, Uh, so that's the good news. Um, And in just a second here, I'm gonna turn it back over to the past us to talk to you about timestamps. You will notice that if you listen to the episodes, we're going to say one timestamp out loud because it was what it was on Netflix and when we recorded them. Uh, But of course, all of the timestamps changed by, I think it's like five seconds on disney plus uh so there you have it we're gonna get into that in just a second but i just wanted to let you know that there is a chunk of time missing but you weren't really missing anything that was like groundbreaking uh but also one last thing was just to again mention that it is on disney plus so if you are uh you know just jonesing to you know watch along with us we have gone ahead and already changed all of the links in the descriptions of every podcast to include the disney plus link Um, so go ahead watch till your heart's content uh give us your thoughts and theories on colson on daisy everything like that and uh enjoy agents of shield and enjoy the last episode of 1931. thanks If it ends up on Disney Plus, and you get to Disney Plus, and you start watching the series, and all the timestamps have now changed, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> and I would like to say uh, that we, if that is the case, I am actively working on fixing it. So,
1: right, we will change the titles. We are not going to go in and record like the section Ooh, in the podcast. Correct. Where we're say it,
0: correct. Because that's I have a not lot. Considered that correct. We're changing. Look at the the titles. Are are, are look your at camp. the title. Yeah, absolutely. Yep.
1: That's your canon for sure. Um, Great point. <laughs> and if Kevin Feige is ever like, "It's officially not canon," then that's a whole other can of worms that we'll have to d- address at some cannon point. But canon of worms. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I just want to mention it specifically because by the time you're hearing this, it's also technically too late. It's no longer on right. Netflix. Right. Um, but I wanted to make sure that you knew that like we were well aware of it and that we literally did twelve episodes in like about ten days. Yes. Yeah. Because we're like, we've got to do this and get all of our screen grabs and stuff like that before it goes away, and we are unsure when we're going to be able to right. get it again.
0: Exactly, exactly. So we're covered. Exactly, we're covered. And with that said, let's get into the um the sting at the end of season seven, episode two.
1: Hey, James. Hey. Eh. Before you say that. Yeah. But just in case, I wanted to say Happy New Year's Eve, James.
0: Oh, Colin, thank you. Happy New Year's Eve to you. It seems like we just started this this year, just like five months ago, and now here we are at the end. You know, time flies when you're thirty one, huh? Ooh.
1: Hey, thank oh, there you. It is.
0: Yeah. Oh, and Appreciate you that. and you were yeah, and and also that too. In addition to the. thing. By the I'm time
1: gonna... this episode comes out, it'll have been about two months. But you know, <laughs> thank
0: you. All right. So you're gonna. I mean. You can look at it one of two ways. If you start with the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo, just watch until the credits start rolling. That's at about minute 40, 33. 40 minutes, 33 seconds. You know, it's it's, it's a brief, brief little scene. Here's what's going on in it. It starts off weird. Enoch finds himself back at Koenig's bar making him a drink. I think that would be better said. We find Enoch back at Koenig's bar making him a drink. Mm -hmm. He calls it a barraculata. They share the drink and Koenig approves of the concoction. Very much approves. Enoch tells him that he knows his onions. Koenig agrees and offers him a job, but under two conditions. One, Enoch tells him more about this shield outfit. He thinks he could be of some use there. Enoch agrees. He tells him that, that he will, as will his fine establishment. Enoch then asks him what the second condition is. Koenig tells him that Koenig tells him that he wants to learn all Enoch knows about robots. Enoch corrects him, to Chronicom says whatever you call yourself. Um, he is fascinated by them. Enoch tells him that his grandchildren will also be fascinated by them. This produces a smile from Koenig. He raises his glass to Enoch and toasts the beginning, to the beginning of a marvelous friendship, which is the second time in as many scenes that Koenig has said the word marvelous.
1: Marvel. So, uh, I also think it's hilarious that we constantly make jokes of like, you're not ready for that, but your grandkids are going to love it. Yeah. And then Enoch himself makes, uh, but your grandkids are, sorry, but your grandkids are going to love it. <laughs> you are not ready for metal. This is a
0: culotta uh, drink in the key of D. <laughs> My segment is I have one question and one question only. What okay. is in the bear culotta? So, I did some research here. Okay. Culada is nothing. It is a, a a lime soap. Lime culada is something. Now colada
1: mm-hmm. is
0: in pina colada. Colada means right. strained. So pina colada is strained pineapple. Here was the here was the uh rosetta stone of this drink for me. The okay. pina colada one of the things, one of the, the supposed birthplaces of the pina colada is a restaurant in Puerto Rico named Bericina or Bericina. Hmm. So a Barraculata would be just a pina colada by any other name. And the official sort of, it was invented kind of, you know, apocryphally in, 19, in the 19th century. Like the first time people like really knew about it was in 1950, which means that Enoch could make a just a pina colada and have it be before you, but I can see you gearing up, Mm -hmm. have it be just a pina colada. However, what Colin is going to say is that a pina colada is sort of like a shaved ice, crushed ice sort of deal. And this is not what he pours. So, but there, there is basically it says you can do that. But another way of doing it is just take, the um the rum, the coconut, the cream of coconut, and the pineapple juice, and mix it up as we see at the beginning of the scene in a shaker right. with ice and then pour it. So it's not a frozen ice thing, right. it's just a cold thing. Right. It, this looked incredibly clear to me, which mm-hmm. sort of doesn't connote either coconut or pineapple, but rather just plain old vodka. Which is another variant. Sorry,
1: uh, I was gonna say to me, I was also thinking like instead of like the the creamier coconut, mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe it was like coconut water right. almost. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, which is much clearer as right. well.
0: So uh, my and then it's it's um uh, it says it's often uh, garnished with a maraschino cherry or a little chunk of pineapple, and he puts something down on the you know over the the drink that looks exactly like those two things.
1: See, I, that was that was my main thing was that I was assuming that part of the berry was kind of like also like a. Oh, it's like a berry culotta. That it's like a berry culotta. Because huh. I was assuming I, I thought it was a cherry, but it also didn't look quite. I mean, it's kind of a darker lit room. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know what I mean? So I was kind of like, is that a cherry? What is that? But I was thinking, like, if you had like maybe like a cranberry mm-hmm. uh and whatever that white berry was in the middle, that I was could not That was tell the pineapple.
0: That was. that was that may have been that, a melon pine- pineapple or something, but like
1: okay, because it was like perfectly round. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like so I was like, that. Because it was white and not yellow, too.
0: That's true. So it could have been more of like a pear? I don't know. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Like I, I was thinking it must be some form of berry. I was thinking he must have like two or three berries on there skewered through like one of the little plastic swords. It probably wasn't plastic. It was probably like a toothpick. toothpick but yeah. Um, put that and then you pour the liquid over top of it maybe to bring some of that flavor in maybe. as well. Well, here's the I other thing. When to they try drink it,
0: it, they put it down and it suddenly a lot browner. Like it takes on sort of a ginger ale like like not fizzy, but like more of like a, a scotchy, whiskey-ish sort of, sort of look. And it was definitely clear when he poured it into the cup.
1: I'm wondering if it's like, again, because like they, I don't think they pulled the berries off, did they?
0: I don't think so.
1: I think they left it. So what I'm wondering if like if like you some of like the juice, it, essentially, yeah. you pour it past it, like some of the juice and some of that infuses in. Um, this was like, uh, yeah, my thing was I wasn't sure... I was like, look, hang on.
0: There's only one question. There's only one question. Yeah. In this, I
1: I just sat there and I kept thinking like, okay, I know James is probably going to do some research on it, but I was like, but I'm going to also just do some just in case as like kind of like backup, like, like extra support for James in case James is like, Hey, I found this. I do not know what these three things mixed together means. And Mm. it's like, well, James, I could tell you, you know, Mm. uh, but it turns out I looked up so many, I even looked up like certain subreddits and stuff like that. Oh, I, saw, yeah. I, I looked through Reddit and I don't even like
0: Reddit. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I was like, someone please tell me you have figured it
0: out. And all you see and is and people see being it. like, does anyone what know what the...
1: <laughs> and a lot of people are just being like, it looks kind of like this, but then it's like not at that at all. Right. Like the amount of people that kept saying, I think it's just a pina colada, but I was like, it doesn't look a thing like one though. Yeah. Yeah. I kept getting like upset about it. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, I then, saw the look uh, on your face just now when I started to say the same thing and you were like, what? I'm just going to, and
1: just get in there with it. No, no, you're you're fine. <laughs> I just also think it's very funny though that like one of my other favorite things was that there was a person that I found on Reddit who apparently had done this for other seasons as well, which was when the season was over.
0: Made the came
1: up with a cocktail
0: yeah.
1: uh that uh complemented each episode. And if it was if there was a cocktail in the episode, they would just make that. Sure. And then they didn't make a berry culotta for that episode. And I was like I'm upset with you yeah. for not trying. Like, yeah. I was like I was like, "Oh my god, this is great! They've got one for episode one. They've got this. This is <sighs> yeah." They just made like rum something.
0: They didn't even make the, an god. onion. An I don't onion think martini? So. Like, come on! I don't think so. It's in. The I don't. I don't remember
1: the... what it was. I know. I don't remember what it was, but I remember being like, "Dog, how did you fumble the ball?" Yeah. And also for this one, you could have done that on episode one. Right. This one though. Right. What I needed to know. Right. You didn't even try.
0: Yeah. Well, this is where some people would have like made a what? What, Colin? What is it?
1: Hang on, I, I want to look something up real quick. Guys, keep, keep keep talking.
0: Uh, this is a situation where, like, you know, in the in other franchises and other you know in other times, you would have like I had a boxcar children cookbook, which had all these recipes mm-hmm. for. Things Oh, in when they were snowed in in the avalanche mystery, they made hot chocolate. Here's how to make hot chocolate, like what they had, which was so cool. I didn't, I barely made, I may have made that hot chocolate recipe once, but like there were so many things I was never going to ever make, but it's still so cool to be like, this reference is that, which is what you're talking about with that, with that person with their, like, this episode is this drink. But if there was like an official agents of shield, like Coulson's apple pie. You know, Daisy's quaking upside down cake, upside down quake, upside down quake. Come on now. That's very good.
1: (laughs) That's very good. James, I'm going to send you a message on, on Facebook.
0: All right. Well, don't forget to make that sound effect in the episode. I'm going to. great.
1: I, but before I hit send, I just want to say, I had considered a lot of things, Right. And then you mentioned something that I did know existed. And then I went, wait a minute, but doesn't that look just like, (laughs) James, this is an onion martini. Mm -hmm. What does that onion look like?
0: It looks like a ball, a a little white ball, like what's in the middle of the thing.
1: So do you think that maybe because he keeps hearing him say, you know, your onions, he was like, oh, I know a drink that has onion. This is a pickled sweet onion. And it's just tiny. And then he put some cherries. And then fucking poured it over it, and then got it, and then now it's just sweet. And he's like, "Oh, that's a damn fine cocktail."
0: Yeah,
1: I can't believe I, you know, I was like, "I'm gonna try to do my best to help James out on this one." I found nothing, and I was like, "I'm gonna be useless to James." Uh, and then turns out you had all you were actually done a better job than me. And then you just like you like kind of Mister Magood into the the onions. <sighs> That's that sounds yeah. crueler than it meant to be. <laughs> I, I just meant more of like, you know, as you were kind of just going, I can't believe they didn't even attempt an yeah. onion martini. And I went, oh, shit. Wait a minute. Hang on.
0: I, I I do pride myself. I, I do have this weird drugs and alcohol knowledge base from media that I really pay attention to, like, you know, some sub, sublimes talking. And I'm like, oh, let me just write down this real quick. Ah, I see the blah, blah. That's a joke, but only barely that. I think it's funny that like I can tell you about all these things, but I can't actually tell you like what that's like, <laughs> what that tastes like. I can't really do sure. that final step, um, which is really fun. I made a, a punch one time from uh, my my wife's co-workers, uh, like grandma. So it was like mm-hmm. it was like a rum punch or something that like was like very alcoholic. Mm -hmm. and I made it to the specifications. And I was like, I've made this exactly to the specifications. Can someone, can someone taste this for me? Yeah. (laughs) Fortunately, Aaron came in right at that moment. So, Hmm. you know, an expert. Yeah. My, my, it's like an anger translator on key and peel, but like an alcohol translator. (laughs) Yeah. Very good.
1: I, yeah. Okay. So
0: I think that's, I think that's plausible.
1: Yeah. So then, let's let's put it all together. Then, okay. Let's just let's make an assumption that we now know everything. And so, so you know, why don't you tell us exactly what we are now assuming that it is?
0: All right. So a martini has gin and vermouth, correct?
1: Yeah. The Gibson, which is the onion uh, yeah. martini, is called a Gibson. Uh, the Gibson is made with gin and dry vermouth and garnished okay. with a pickled onion.
0: Right. Okay. So if it's a combo of a an onion martini and a piña colada we're talking gin dry vermouth rum some sort of clearish coconut situation and maybe a little splash of pineapple juice
1: and then also perhaps a, a cherry, some sort of cherry
0: a cherry and a i think it was cherry onion cherry
1: i think so too I'm also thinking maybe perhaps there's no rum. Maybe it's like kind of half and half, right?
0: Okay. Fair. Maybe fair, it's fair.
1: like, maybe it's like the pina part of it. No right. colada. Uh, maybe right. a little bit of whatever, co- what, whichever part of the colada is coconut. I guess.
0: Gets well, the they, strained, co- they, they poured it through a strainer. Right. So there's the colada right there.
1: Right. Yeah. True. And then mix it with, now here's the, here's the issue, dear listener. Um, A, I don't drink martinis, so I don't even have a shaker like that. Uh, do you think
0: to, Daniel
1: does? I Possibly. I need someone who listens to this episode to make this. I desperately, listen, I will send, personally, I will personally send a free piece of merch to the first person that makes a berry culotta can send in a video, or a couple yeah. photos at the very least, of the process of making it and, like, drinking it. I want to see someone drink it.
0: So are we saying fifty? So what parts are we talking about here? Fifty percent gin vermouth mix, fifty percent coconut, pineapple.
1: Uh probably. I okay. would say, listen, if you're if you're very knowledgeable about these yeah, things, yeah. right? And you, like, because again, like I'm more of like a, I drink whiskey like in a in a you know glass yeah. with ice. Well, not, not, like, not a lot. But I just I think of ice.
0: Gerail. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, it's like, maybe, maybe like an old fashioned, like the, an old right. fashioned is probably as far as I go in cocktail. Right. Right. But like, if you're like, Hey, actually, if you did 50, 50, the pineapple would be way too overpowering or yeah, yeah. whatever. Right. Use your best judgment there. I just think that no matter what, how much you put of these things in, that part is maybe your judgment, but yeah. it needs to have pineapple. It needs to have coconut. It needs to have vodka. Uh, I mean, not vodka, I'm sorry, gin. It needs to have dry vermouth.
0: Yeah.
1: Two cherries. And a cocktail onion. Yeah. Poured over. Yeah. Sipped. And I need to know how good it was. Because yeah. he was like straight up like, it is very good. It is, you know, like my drink of choice, or my specialty drink, or whatever he's saying. Right. How does he say it again? What does he say? It's
0: um, it's my yeah, my specialty. I call it the berry Yeah. And now I don't I know this is going, this is another patented timeline scavengers. This happened in the past and the future. Mm-hmm. He learns how to make it on this show, too.
1: Yes. We're not I don't think get they say what time. it's in it, though. They
0: still don't. But right. The they just mentioned him learning it. Is so strange for it being Earth alcohol. I, <laughs> well, I'm just going to leave that
1: there. 100%. Yes. <laughs> I'm also wondering if that's part of the reason why they don't describe it, because I'm wondering if when he learns it, if it's, like, not really using Earth alcohol, and then he, like, Kind of, for lack of a better term, translates it. Yeah. Because this is as close as you can get to these two ingredients here. What are those ingredients? I can't tell you, so yeah. I won't. You know.
0: Exactly. So Ancient it's just like your secret, measure.
1: huh? Yeah, pretty much. It's like I'm gonna just use my my charisma to yeah. forget, make you forget. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Either well, way, though, I'm. S- either way, I am very excited to see someone make this. Yeah. Uh, sure. I don't have the means to make it.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, I probably could, but I God, that's a lot. So I'm assuming some people already have some of this stuff on hand. The right. only thing you might need to get is the freaking cocktail onion.
0: That's all that I chairs. do have. Our listener yeah. says.
1: <laughs> if that's the case, are you okay?
0: <laughs> They're is like they have that? like a fork in a thing full of cocktail onions. They're just like, mm, I love timeline scavengers. My my onions mm. have, three times a week. I get to eat these onions and listen to I Jets. break
1: out the onion jar one, three times a week just to listen to this podcast. <laughs>
0: they have, and now yeah, they're putting it down. They, 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 they were listening to us the, get there and they're like, when they're like, and we're like, and cocktail onions and they have the, the fork like halfway to their mouth. They're like, wait a minute. They just put it back and they close the jar. Cause they're like, I think I'm, this is going to be needed for later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
1: hmm, puts it back on the shelf. I'll come back to you. Don't you go anywhere.
0: And a quick shot of the shelf. It it's like the cocktail onions put there, and it's like cherries, gin, vermouth, pineapple juice, coconut water. And we're like, no, we're like, oh, yeah. hey, wait! And they're like, close it, and it just goes fade to black. Credits of the television show of our podcast. I'm not really sure what I was describing. I was just wanting to give myself chills of a weird, like, lost esque <laughs> cameo. <laughs>
1: Cuts to black, executive producer Dick Wolf. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Law and order uh, drinking.
0: <laughs> that was just law and order. Um, uh, podcast so drinking. Yeah, podcast drinking. Um, is that a podcast watching joke? Yeah, I love it. That
1: uh, was as that was a little bit of a stretch, but I kind I of an inside
0: it. baseball a uh, little little ref there. You got, there, Colin? Well, you know. Hey, Colin. Speaking of uh, inside baseball. Yeah. You wanna oh hear... guys of baseball in nineteen thirty one? It's not. The oh. <laughs> um
1: sorry. I was like, holy shit, I think I'm about to call it, and I didn't. I just babe Ruth called my shot and struck out.
0: <laughs> the uh final radio of nineteen thirty one date is undated, but during nineteen thirty one, at some point, the Harold Teen radio show debuted on WGN Chicago, Illinois. T E E N, T E N, T E E N. Get ready for... This is... I can't even put into words what this is, but we still do this kind of show today, and I'm absolutely... It's actually wild. Based on the Harold Teen comic strip, the program's episode centered around the adventures of the title character and his friends. Other characters included best friend Shadow Smart, girlfriend Lilam's Lovewell, and Cynthia, who had a crush on Harold, and no last name. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: Harold and Beezy's father, I don't know who Beezy is. Who was is Beezy? <laughs> were the adult characters, while Beezy and Josie were two of Harold's friends. Okay. Okay. Could have, we Way should of, have written that sentence in a different yeah, order. but Not written well. <laughs> so the WGN, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln and George Stephanopoulos are two people that existed in different times. Here's who George Stephanopoulos is. Oh, I see. Why did, okay. (laughs) It's like a mystery that we solved at the end. The WGN version was broadcast in 1931 to 1932, and then the mutual version, which I assume is some sort of other station, 1941 to 42. It says, although the preceding reference lists 31 to 32 for the initial run of the program, an article in the October 19th, 1930 issue of the Chicago Tribune says, the radio audience has taken the broadcast version of Harold Teen as closely to heart as the dashing cartoon character, the car- dashing cartoon creation of Carl Ede, which is spelled like Ed, but I'm assured is is, is pronounced Ede. So that's what happened. This is what Harold Teen, the cartoon, was. Okay. It is a discontinued, long-running comic strip written and drawn by Carol Ede. Oh, there it is. Carl Ede, pronounced Ede. Um, it ran from 1919 to 1959. So for 40 years, <laughs> uh, it was... Um, publisher Joseph Medill Patterson may have suggested and certainly approved the strip's concept loosely based on Booth Tarkington's successful novel 17. I looked that up and it's basically like it's a kid and his f- friends and family trying to make it. And I'm like yeah okay so it's like alright <laughs> I guess it's Literally loosely based. everyone in 1931. Right. exactly. Uh, so asked in the late 1930s why he had started the strip Ed, sorry, Ede answered 20 years ago, there was no comic strip on adolescence. I thought every well-balanced comic sheet should have one, which is the nerdiest way. I don't mean to nerd shame anyone, but that is the most, I'm an accountant without saying I'm an accountant, and I mean accountant like accountant, not accountant, yes. like wink, accountant, Yep. Um, way of saying later, comics. Thanks. What? I'm
1: going to have to explain that one now later, thanks. <laughs> I'm going to get a message um, going, what does that mean? Oh, what does that mean? Uh, all
0: right, to, Well, yeah. well, up. it's, you know, it's like a CPA, um, see something. <laughs> um, all right. So then see P and a, Oh, see and a, exactly. Um, yeah. wow. Wow. <laughs> yep. Wow. All right. So, um, so that's what so, the, so for the longest time it was that. It was basically like kind of it sounds like kind of Wonder Yearsy, sort of like uh many loves of Dobie Gillis, like it's a guy and his friends, and these people like him, and he likes these people, etc. Then in 1948, WGN broad, broadcast The Teenagers Quiz Club, which was a program that featured competition between a team of three boys and a team of three girls, all chosen from the teenage audience. Harold Teen the fictional character headed the boys team and Sheila John Daly, a teenage columnist for the Chicago Tribune, headed the girls team. That sentence, it it makes me lose my mind a little each time I read it because like there's so much to unpack. Like it's a quiz show where the boys team is led by a fictional teenager boy and the girls team is led by a a female teenage journalist actually that's that's what you know that's just classic boys and girls stuff like yeah. we our, our leader is this fictional whatever this is our leader is a, a hard-working journalist yeah like <laughs> this boys is, always win
1: this is again the john mulaney bit of the blue angels and team two <laughs> exactly
0: that's what this exactly. Is. exactly okay so that was the teenagers quiz club also in 1948 was this Herald-Teen spin-off, Swinging okay. at the Sugar Bowl, okay? Thanks. Swinging at the Sugar Bowl, Yikes. which was a uh, 1930s uh, tele- uh, radio program, so swinging meant dancing or having a fun time Wow, that's with a lots of, of other think. people that you may or may not, not, wait. Hang on. Wait, hold on. I'm also, just, you must bring a mask. Is, and- I've unlocked something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> This better not, what is it, this better? There's better it's not
1: better awaken not, something in there. There it
0: is, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it featured Harold Teen as a disc jockey with music, quote, expertly selected for teenage taste, which is just what a group of 40 year old white men want to tell you every <laughs> single time. Other characters from the comic strip also occasionally appeared on the program. Fred Reynolds, son in law of the teen of Teens creature. Fred? Fred Reynolds. Uh? Oh my god. He was the son-in-law of Teen's creator, Carl Eade, portrayed Harold Teen on the disc jockey program. The program's debut occurred on April 3rd, 1948, the same day that the comic strip had Teen begin a new adventure as a a disc jockey, paralleling paralleling Harold's graphic, spelled G-R-A-F-I-C, adventures. Because spelling was whatever you want to do back then.
1: I... Just want to say I really truly appreciate when things like this give a character a name that's like, we're gonna tell you exactly what they are. Right. Right. Like when people are like goofus and gallant, right? Yeah. Where it's like huh. Goofus and Gallant? Is it gallant or gallant? Yeah, that's gallant.
0: gallant. Okay, Absolutely. that's why all of a sudden yes, I was sir. like, mm-hmm. Did I
1: just say that wrong? No, so Okay, so you have that, right? And you know immediately who's going to be who, right? Right. I love when you're like, you know, you look at a man, like think of any comic book villain, right? Like you have someone whose name is Dr. Otto Octavius, for sure, the man that's going to have eight limbs is surely going to (laughs) be that guy, right? Right. It's like, it's that kind of ordeal, right? Right. So I love the fact that they're like, hey, you know what teens relate to? Harold teens. This, means, uh, this is a guy in his teens.
0: So Listen, his teens, last name is Teen. We know what you want—more teens. Well, here's a teen that's in. Actually, Teen is my last name.
1: Please, Mister Teen is my father. <laughs> Mister <laughs> Adult is my father. Call me Harold Teen.
0: A hairy teen. Mm, wow, he, uh, they sure couldn't nickname him, could they? No, it's they Harold sure and nothing else, because like that's a that's an FCC violation. <laughs> the FCC created because one time they said "Harry Teen" and people were upset,
1: <laughs> and they they were like, "Okay, God, I guess we got to make a committee about this." All right, yep.
0: FCC half F- right. they
1: cc'd oh. me on this e- <laughs> the, not email, not an email on this snail CC'd mail.
0: Me, all right. Um, do you know that CC? Just real quick, carbon CC copy. was oh yeah, carbon yeah. So you could do it through the mail.
1: That's true. Yeah, yes. you oh you really could be carbon copied in the mail. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Hmm.
0: Hey, Colin, that's it. Hey, James. That's thirty one. That's it. The ball's dropping. The nineteen thirty one version of Dick Clark, who I believe we said was uh Vince, Oh dear uh, God, not my not my guy Lombardi. Lombardo. Yeah God, Lombardo, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Guy Lombardo is He's playing in the background. Of dropping the ball. He's playing Yeah. Zion. Um it's happening. That's 31.
1: crazy. That is happening in the background. Yep. Uh okay, so yeah, you you keep doing that. That's that's good under, underwriting. Thank you so much for joining us here on Timeline Scavengers, everybody. Before we head out of 1931 and into a new year, I'd like to give you one final recommendation for a podcast here on the Scavengers Network, and that is the Unnatural Twenties. Uh, they are an incredible comedy podcast where the fate of each episode is left up to the roles of a D20 join these three level one adventurers who are just as clueless on these quests as they are in real life. They're three friends, and you can't help but laugh with them every single week as they joke their way through this stage of life. So join Caitlin, Cassie, and McKenna, aka Books, every Monday on the Scavengers Network with Unnatural Twenties. And uh, like I said earlier, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Timeline Scavengers for 1931. I'm Colin Parker.
0: I'm James Anderson. Excelsior!